0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with It's Your Life. What are you doing with it? I have an amazing interview today. I, I promised you guys more interviews, and there's no other way for me to come out the gates but swinging hard um, and just bringing this love interview to you today. Diaries, Yes, ma'am. Am I saying your name correctly? Yes, you are. <laughs> I am so excited. I, I told you when I spoke to you on the phone, this is an exciting moment for me. Um, and I honestly don't remember what I said I was going to ask you. I told you I'm like that. I'm a little scatterbrain. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't mind, we're just going to let it flow for a second.
1: Sure. So um, I, first, I'd like to you know say thank you for you know, having me on and uh, uh, giving me this opportunity to, uh, uh, you know, voice, uh, you know, what I went through in my journey uh, to recovery.
0: Absolutely. How old are you? I'm 36. You're 36. Okay. And uh, there are a couple of things I do want to speak to you about. I can't forget, I want to speak to you about your your coloring book and your book. Um, but I want to start off by telling me, just give me a little background before your accident, what you were doing um, pre, pre-accident. What were you doing with yourself? So, so um,
1: I, I just graduated college uh, almost a year to the day uh, of my accident. Um, I graduated college at Life University in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And um, after that, I actually moved down where you're at now, Miami, for a while. Mm-hmm. And then um, I came on home back uh, here to Wichita, Kansas. And, uh, you know, uh, a newly grad, you're uh, still trying to figure it out, you know. So I was I was working, you know, full time. And, uh, you know, I had all these, you know, big dreams and amazing things that, you know, I wanted to do. And. Um, I just, uh, you know, got a little put on the back burner, um, uh, as far as, you know, I happy to deal with everything that I went through, so.
0: Understood. And for the listening audience, um, if I pronounce anything wrong, just correct me. I, I don't get in my feelings, but you're now a quadriplegic. Yes. Okay. Can you, uh. Just tell the audience what happened. So um if I can just tell like the full story of you can tell whatever you want to tell.
1: Okay, of what happened, and then uh sometimes I'll uh maybe pivot and then give a little backstory on you know what I'm speaking about. But um the summer of uh July twenty thirteen. Um, I was at an after hours gathering um, and uh, it was upwards to maybe uh, over a hundred people there. It was, it was a big crowd. And um, a lot of people know here in Wichita, a big crowds usually uh, don't go so well here. Mm. And it was, it was crazy because I, I was there with, um friends of mine and my cousin was there and and i remember you know everyone was having a good time and i just uh i turned to him and i said can you believe all these people are here and there's no problems and uh as soon as i said that gunshots rang out yeah. and um i got in a running position uh which Later, I found out it's the worst thing you could do. If you hear gunshots, uh, the best thing to do is just get all the way down flat to the ground.
0: Right.
1: Um, needless to say, I was struck in my back. Uh, the bullet traveled in a straight line and exited out of my neck. Mm. Um Five people uh, were shot that night. Uh, Me and another person uh, were the most critical. And so they took us to the nearest hospital, uh, which was St. Francis here in Wichita. And um, he had two doctors working on him. And I had two doctors working on me. And uh, unfortunately, uh, he didn't make it. And those two doctors that were working on him, they actually came over and I had four doctors uh working on me to to save my life. Um I wasn't in uh, good shape. Uh they actually called the chaplain
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I uh, called my family to uh get my affairs in order uh because it was highly unlikely that I would make do the bank.
0: Um let me I ask you a question. Be- let me before you go. Was the shooting coming from inside the party? the people who were there, or was it like somebody outside of the hundred plus group? So it was someone outside
1: mm. uh,
0: i uh
1: I really don't get into the logistics of who or why it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of have this mindset of like forgive and forget, you know, mm. it's, uh, it's the easiest way to, you know, to get past, you know, all the trauma. Mm. So, um, yeah, so, you know, uh, I, I was bleeding on the ground for, for almost like 30 minutes before the, the ambulance even arrived. And so I had so much blood that they really didn't know, um, how many times I was shot or. If I had internal bleeding. Um, so you know, they actually opened my chest all the way up. And um and yeah, it was uh it was it was it was surreal. I remember I, I woke up out of a, a medical induced coma and um my mom was sitting right there next to me and um I looked over to her and, you know, I had this tube in my neck because uh, the bullet had clipped my right lung and it came out my neck. So I wasn't breathing on my own. I was actually on a ventilator. So I had this trach tube inside my neck so I couldn't speak verbally. Um, But I remember looking at my mom and, you know, I kind of mouthed to her, you know, like what happened, you know, because... I couldn't even really remember what had happened, and uh, she said, "Son, uh, you were you were shot," and I I'm, I'm looking at her and I and I'm I'm laying in this hospital and I'm just like, you know, I could not I couldn't believe, you know, what she was telling me, and so I I remember I I mouthed to her like, "Well, how long am I gonna be like this?" and then, still chokes me up today. She uh she started crying and she said son uh it's gonna be a long journey Mm. and I just remember uh, putting my head back in uh and the tears just started rolling you know and uh, yeah so that was the beginning of of this long and and, you know uh Andre's journey that i've I've been on and um you know a lot of things a lot of things really went how they were supposed to for me uh to survive. I mean even if I could backpedal a little bit before I uh I was you know shot I uh I was working at this this place it was called furniture assignment and um you know I, i'm i'm 26 years old you know i think i, I was strong as an ox you know <laughs> and uh my manager was like um you know, I fill out these insurance papers and i was just like uh no okay mac you know i don't i don't i don't need any insurance mm. and um a um, month went by, and uh, he called me in the office, and it's a funny story, because I actually thought I was in trouble, you know, he called me on the on the aircom and said, Thierry, you know, I've come to the office, and so, I went in there, and um, he said, sit down, so I sat down, and he's like, sign his papers, I'm like, what is he, <laughs> he's like, it's your insurance, sign, sign the freaking papers, and, uh. I'll say that nicely. Yeah. <laughs> and so I I signed those papers and I got shot a month later after signing those
0: papers. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, so uh thank God I, I had insurance. Um it you know, it, it it really helped me out a lot. And and I have to give kudos to uh for a truck assignment, uh, the owner Jay Story, um, because um He actually let me keep my premium uh, through this whole process. So.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I still had to pay pay the premium, but I got to keep my insurance, you know.
0: Wow. Look at that blessing. When you were telling the first part of this story, you said you looked over at your mom and you couldn't speak because you had a a tube uh, in your neck. How long were you unable to speak? So...
1: For seven and a half years I was uh, uh on a ventilator and um I could I couldn't speak. Uh, I was you, you kinda get used to making noises. Uh, I used to do this this noise with my lips, uh <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, to get to get people's attention and uh me and my we still do that sometimes and laugh at each other. <laughs> You know, because we're able to do that now, you know, and, um, and you know, you know, I'd have to, you know, try to enunciate, but no words would come out. So I was literally, you know, mouthing it. And I tell you what, you try to tell a joke and people can't hear you, after it's- the third time, it's not funny no more. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was another blessing, you know, to be able to get off the train. Um, that the, the doctors actually told me I would I would never get off the ventilator mm-hmm. um, because of where the bullet exited my neck, it, it, there's a major um, nerve in there. It's called the phrenic nerve, and it actually controls your diaphragm. And with me only having one lung, uh, and my phrenic nerve being damaged, uh, I couldn't really breathe on my own. But uh, I didn't I didn't let that detour me um, from, you know, seeking out other professionals, you know, and um, we did tons of tests and every test came back negative. My nerve wasn't working and I I couldn't get off. And believe it or not, Sonia, one day I I got really frustrated and I just took that too off. And I, I kid you not, it was literally almost like an hour went by. And I was breathing. And that was the first day that I knew that I was gonna get off that tree.
0: You took it off all by yourself? You just took I, it out? I took it out all by myself. So it's like a so so the
1: the ventilator is connected to this tube that is implanted in your neck and um you you can't cough, and you know we all have secretions that you know that's we right. we cough out, you know that's right, and so uh, with that ventilator, you're unable to cough because uh, you have a balloon uh that's that's blown up in a, um inside a cup, so you know you have to get suction, and um I remember. I remember how scared I used to be because I I couldn't call the nurse when I was first in the hospital and I could barely move my arms. So I couldn't even hit the button. And I I literally could not breathe and until they would come suction me, you know, and mm. oh man, it was it was it was frightening.
0: Yeah. You know, I um, I heard about you through uh, one of my closest friends. And as soon as she told me about you, she said, so I'm gonna ask him, is it okay for you to interview him for your show? I was like, please let him say yes, please let him say yes. <laughs> so I was so thrilled when you said yes, but you said something really profound a moment ago. You said, when I asked you, did the shooting come from inside or outside the party? You said outside, but I really don't get into that because I choose to forgive and forget. That is such a strong phrase for me because I talk quite often about forgiving and how hard it is for us to forgive. And then I'll say things like, you know, I'm learning to forgive people. I'm learning to forgive people. But for you to say that, I really want the listeners to understand how just godly that is how that is the way we're supposed to live but it is so hard for some of us Um, and we can hear your story and the things we won't forgive are so minute they're so tiny they're so small and we want to hold these grudges and be mad at people and and not talk to people and 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 wish them harm or whatever and here it is: some stranger shooting wildly. You get hit. You can't speak for seven and a half years. You're in the hospital. You're quadriplegic, and you said, "I choose to forgive."
1: Yeah, you you really can't start healing until you forgive. Mm. Uh, I think that's really the first step in into your 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 healing process uh, yeah. because. If, if you don't I it will just eat you alive it yeah it's that, that 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 was something you know at first it, it was hard for me you know everyone goes through their stages of of grieving you know um you know you, you get mad and you get angry and you wonder why me and you get sad and you get depressed but once you make up your mind to forgive and to start living again, and that's when the road to recovery really begins.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. That's when the recovery begins, when you choose to forgive. So profound. And, and you were so young, 26. I, I guess I didn't think I didn't put the numbers together quick enough in my head until you said 2013. I'm like, oh my gosh! Yeah, I just had my 10
1: year anniversary, July 13, 2013. i uh, 20, 2023. So, yep, yeah, I just just had my 10 year anniversary. That that's not even half of the story, uh, Sonia. You know, um, you know, they. I was just I, I, I was pretty much just dying here in Wichita um, in that hospital room. And uh, they told me, you know, you need to get out of this hospital room and you need to go to a uh, rehabilitation center. You know, you need to start rehabbing. You can't just, you know, you know, just went away here, you know. And, um, The closest one, the closest spinal cord injury rehabilitation center, uh, to Wichita is in Nebraska. But me and my mom, which she, I gotta give thanks to my mom. She literally has stopped everything in her life to, to take care of me. And such, such a strong woman. I'm talking about staying in the hospital with me. You know, sleeping there. Uh, she she was a big part and my whole family and my friends were a big part, you know, of, of this journey I've been on. Um but we didn't we didn't know anyone in Nebraska. And you know, yeah, and, and we asked, you know, like where are some other places? And uh they said there is a really good one. It's actually uh the number one spotted for rehabilitation center in the United States and uh, it's called the Shepherd Center and they're based out of Atlanta, Georgia. And we have family, my aunt and my two cousins and um, they, they live down in Atlanta. And so we knew that was the spot uh, for us to go. The, the problem was I have this wound back on my chest. My chest is open. I have this ventilator in my, in my, th- in my throat, you know, with the trait. And, you know, how are we going to get down there? You know? And, uh, when I say things at, aligned for me, I mean, they, they really did. My mom, her, uh, her best friend, my Aunt Tanya, she actually worked for a company called Flight Safety and they do all the medical training transport uh, via flight and um my job had actually raised uh twenty five hundred dollars and then the owners matched that so I had five thousand dollars and it cost ten thousand dollars to fly to Atlanta mm. and um you know we just didn't have the money and, um, my aunt told her job and they said, give us the 5,000 and we'll match that 5,000 and we'll send him to Atlanta. Look at God. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it brings tears to my, to my eyes today to, to talk about this, you know, just because of all the amazing things that happened and all the amazing people, you know, that, that, you know were there for me and you know Sonia when I was here in in the hospital uh, they wouldn't allow me to eat or drink uh orally I had a feeding tube and um we, we took we we laughed about this too because I just wanted water so bad and uh every time someone in in my room. As soon as my mom would leave, I'm like, give me some water. And no one would give me water. I was just, I used to get so angry, I was like, Why will they not give me water? Like, well, the thing is, if you have a trait, uh, they're scared you're gonna aspirate. And uh we had did all the tests here, um, you know, the swallowing test, you know, with the grapefruit juice and they follow it and see where it goes. And every time I did that test, um, I failed. Mm. And that that first day when I got to Atlanta, um within two hours, they gave me something to drink. And that next day, I was eating. <laughs> oh wow. It was, it was it was the first you know, positive thing, you know, that I over overcame, you know, that really brought joy to me, you
0: know. Oh wow. But that doesn't even end it. You have so much positivity seeping out of you. Just just positive things you're doing and and creating and and manifesting and I, I just, I don't know if this is going to be a uh, a one-time interview. There's so much uh, I have uh, to say. And I'm I sorry, only have 40 minutes. Sure. <laughs> I only have 40 minutes. So I, I want to go into some of the greatness I know about. And that uh-huh. would be Rolling Pals and Super Willie. Please tell us about that. Those. Yes. Those. So, um, uh,
1: I've been in the bed for the last, uh, nine months, uh, since December 22nd, uh, I've been battling a, a pretty bad, uh, pressure sore that has went away and came back and I've just been battling it all year. And, um, uh, you know, I, I'm, st- I'm stuck in the bed. And I, I just, for me, I, I gotta keep, you know, doing things and, I wanted to do something. I've always wanted to do something uh, for kids who are are in a wheelchair like me, you know, because I just don't think that there's enough stuff out there for them, you know. And so I came up with this cool idea uh, to put, um, you know, fun little animals uh, in their own habitat, uh, but every single one of them are in wheelchairs. And... Uh, I created the Roland Pals coloring book uh, for them. And um, Super Willie followed. uh, It's about uh, uh, not just one person, but a lot of people uh, that are Super Willie, who are heroes in my eyes, uh, who are in wheelchairs, that continue to do you know, amazing things. And it's a kid's writing book, short story, kid's writing book. But it just uh talks about how, even though you're in a wheelchair,
0: you know, you still can be a hero. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you guys have got to go to Amazon. You have to go to Amazon. You have to go to Amazon, and, <laughs> and look up Super Willy and Rolling Pals. And if you don't remember that, remember this, because as we're speaking, I had already ordered one set of both, but I'm ordering two more sets right now. It's under Ray Peterson. Ray yes, Peterson. My, my full name is actually heiress Ray Peterson.
1: And so I chose, uh, you know, the pseudonym of Ray Peterson.
0: Yes. So, and you can see this very handsome young man on this page right here with this nice, (laughs) nice smile when you go. So, um, what else are you working on? If anything you're allowed to share, I don't want you to break any, uh, privileged information.
1: Yeah. So, um, there's, there's one project that I've been working on for, uh, the last year and, um, so, I'm a quadriplegic, but I can move my arms, but I can't move my fingers. Uh, so, I use this strap um, to eat with. And so, I I didn't really like the design of it. And so, I've been uh, partnering with a company out of Miami uh, called Lime Design. And we've been uh, creating uh, new eating straps. I call it the Swiss army eating strap because it, it doesn't just uh, fit forks or spoons. You could actually put a toothbrush or a pin or um, a back scratcher. You put more than just, you know, eating uh, utensils in there. So mm-hmm. that's what I've been working on for the last year. It's almost done. I anticipate that it will probably be ready. Um, at the
0: end of this year. Uh, I, you know, I was telling you when I, I had the pleasure of speaking with you the other day that it's really my life goal. Um, I, I've said to my listeners plenty of times, I've never, ever, ever prayed to be rich or how can I get a lot of money? I've always prayed to help people. How can I help people? So I actually decided um, at the beginning of this year to not work for anybody. I wanted to start a nonprofit to help the needy, the hurting, the homeless, whatever. So it is up my alley, but I see so many people. What I really see you doing is giving a voice to the, the hurting Because people will get, they'll they'll become stagnant. Something happens and they will not budge. They think that life is over and they are just so negative. And you are definitely not that person. I see you giving a, a positive voice to people and make them wake up. And look at life for what it's worth, you know, and what it is. And it's a blessing. Every second of every day is a blessing. You laugh so lightly. <laughs> you laugh so lightly. And I told uh Paula the other day when I got fun with you, I said, girl, I cried through half of that uh conversation. <laughs> I said, I don't even think he I knew I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but I cried, I said, he's such a positive. Just a, a ray of sunshine, and you know, because this is my second time hearing most of your story, I didn't hear most of that. I didn't cry today, y'all, but <laughs> to hear it for the first time, I was floored and I was astounded and I was proud, all rolled up at the same time. And uh, thank you. Thank you it's just amazing you're 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 doing things you got the coloring book you got the book you're trying to do more you're you're creating stuff and I just want to give back you know like and and I and if I
1: could you know pivot on what you said I also want to give a voice you know I I want people to know that there there is still life after you know your accident and no matter, you know, how bad it is, people out there are still doing uh, some amazing stuff. You Amen. know, and
0: all you have to do is believe. All you Amen. To believe. Amen. I, I seen that, you know, I'm not really good with social media. I'll try to post something, but I'm not the type of person to go look at posts. So I'm trying to purposely look at posts, you know, for at least 10 minutes a day um but there was one today and it's amazing this lady uh b her name's b thomas i believe beatrice she posted for parents to have a talk with their kids that um let them know that there are all kinds of other kids you have some that have disabilities some that have, uh, you know, physical disabilities, mental disabilities, whatever it is. Talk to your kids so that they know how to love everybody and right, not right, base right. their love or their friendship off of how you look, you know? Sure. And I loved that. Post. You know, to, to, be, to be honest with you, the color
1: book was for people like me, but it also was... For for kids who who don't have disabilities to introduce them in a friendly manner, you know, to people with disabilities. So I love that post. I I I think uh, she was definitely you know onto something with that one because you know a, a lot of kids they just they don't know, and you know, and, you know it's kind of hard having that conversation with kids, and so that's why I thought. I a colored book with animals and a wheelchair to be, you know, a, a friendly way of introducing them uh, to someone who's not quite like them, you know.
0: I I absolutely love it. I know that's one thing I did right. I raised my kids to be. Um, everybody is. You see them from the inside out. You see hearts before you see a look, or before you see anything else before you see anything else, you see somebody's heart and you love people for just simply being people. And they are exactly like me when it comes to that. They only see love. Um, They don't care who you are. If you have this disability or that disability, if your heart's right, they love you. And that's all they see is love. So I'm proud of that. But I do know I worked in a school uh, for a couple of years in special education. So I n- absolutely know kids can be cruel to other oh, kids. Yeah. So oh, yeah. every parent listening to this, just please take a moment and talk to your kids just about all inclusivity and love and, yeah. and acceptance and just treating people like people and, and and not paying attention to the other things. And if they have friends, who are silly kids, because kids are kids, so I'm not going to call them right. anything but silly and immature. Kids are kids. You know, they they don't have to follow that. It's, it's actually kind of easy sometimes when you have a friend who's a bully or me to change them because once you out somebody's personality, they're embarrassed. And um, they quickly often want to change that behavior. Uh, is there anything else you want to share before I give a, a final word?
1: Um I just want uh everyone out there uh to respect others. Amen. And, and and to always be uh the best person that they can be, uh no matter where they are or where they're around. So
0: I am second and third in that, you guys. And I, I, I say that. Actually, often, and it's also a reason I do some of the things I do. Um, I remember back in 2003 seeing somebody mistreating somebody just because they were homeless, and that's probably what really catapulted my my, um, buying things for the homeless and keeping, you know, bringing water in my car and snacks and you know giving them out and when i lived in virginia giving out blankets and socks and i do all that out of my own pocket i do not like to see people stared at i don't like to see people mistreated um i i just have always hated things like that but i am so proud of you oh well, I, I i have to praise you as well because uh the things
1: that that you've just uh you know told me about you know um it, it, it's it's not easy, you know, doing those things or going out of your way when you have, you know, your own life, you know, uh, to, you know, attend to. But uh, what you're doing is is amazing, and just giving people a voice, you know, it, it, it really does help, you know. So I I gotta praise you. So thank
0: you for yeah. for all that you're
1: doing, and I appreciate it.
0: Didn't I already tell you I haven't cried? Don't make me. Don't make me so much. I just I just want to love uh people um just where they stand, just just where they stand. So I told you I have all kinds of friends. I was telling you, I have a friend. Well, one friend, she had both of her legs amputated, and another friend, um, some a guy, you know, tried to Take her away from us, and she had both her legs and arms cut off. But both of them, they will give you hell. And uh, <laughs> dearly, um, actually, one I've lost contact with, but the other one, they drive, they eat whatever. So, um, and they were my friends. So people I
1: are resilient, you know.
0: You, you,
1: you know that the 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 number one thing I, I really get a lot is that yeah. um, is that. You know, if I was in you know, your situation, I don't think I could handle it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you never know what you can handle when your back's back against the wall. Absolutely, I like, I'm, I'm sure you would you would do the same thing I'm doing. You know, so I try to give people credit when when I can. So,
0: and and I absolutely know I would do the same thing your mama's doing your kids boy. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you, I have you to give up myself. everything for your kids. Yeah,
1: I have a. 20 year old son uh Colin and an 18 year old uh daughter Angiana, oh, and a new uh grandbaby uh, <laughs> uh three months tomorrow so oh wow and I
0: am, uh pop so <laughs> well I know the grandbaby is amazing because the is Virgo so that's all I gotta say about it. <laughs> And right. I am going to end this. Um, I already know I'm going to be asking for another interview, but I
1: love it. Sure, Go people ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Are Resilient. And yes, you never know what God will never put more on you than you can bear. And don't take things as a step back, take it as a step up, a step up to help other people, a step up to learn, a step up just to be a better version of yourself. Yes. Um, Just love people for who they are, where they stand, where they are, the same way you want to be loved. Right. I appreciate you so much, Darius, and I promise you, I'll probably have you back in a couple of weeks.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anytime you need me, I'm here. I still got tons of stories to tell you, and I can't (laughs) wait, and I appreciate you having me on.